Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Broses Before Roses. I'm Landon. Next to me is Jeff. Hello. Across the table is Scott. Hi. We are down. We are down a Mike Park. <laughs> Last week, Mike did not receive a rose. It was unexpected. Yeah. Typically, was... there's always a rose for each one of us, but... He had, a, he had a poor showing last time, and he didn't get one this week. <laughs> yeah, it was Yeah, tough. it's like musical chairs with four dudes and four chairs. Normally, he, we succeed. He yeah. should have talked to me more. <laughs> well, that was his mistake. That's what happens when you're a villain. Luckily, he can still get... <laughs> he was villain pretty hard. <laughs> totally. I love when stuff like that is made up, but it just makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. Uh, we're talking about The Bachelorette, of course. What else will we be talking about? Uh, like that car driving by. Um, <laughs> Quality studio surroundings, that's, we could talk about that. That's right. I should have closed that door, but I'm not gonna! <laughs> uh, so, hey guys, what'd you think about this week's episode of The Bachelorette? B- before we get super started on okay. this week's episode, okay. Whitney and Chris, ooh yeah, uh, they're no longer engaged. Bum, 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 They're both dead, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're engaged in the afterlife, I'm sure. <laughs> I didn't but see it coming. The producer of the show tweeted that, sad news to report, Chris and Whitney are no longer engaged. Well, and that's then, too bad. Hey, listen, the process works, guys. The process works if you work it, so work it. <clears throat> the process is as yes, you should. Well, it works for about six months, it seems. And then the process starts to wear off. And they need to have a secondary process that comes into play when that relationship starts to wear off from the show. By, by works for about six months, do you mean uh, it works in the sense that they can live in separate cities and still maintain a public persona until they just can't anymore? No, because it didn't even work in that case. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody kind of knew they were broken up. Yeah, that's true. They were really bad about it. For people that I don't feel like have a huge presence outside of like, you know, or even in like social media or whatever, I never hear or care to hear about anything from Chris or Whitney... Uh, Whitney, especially. Um, you prefer to hear stuff from Chris? Well, I mean, he did Dancing <laughs> with the Stars. You know, like he was like in the public eye, I guess, for like a small period of time after that. Definitely makes him cool. <laughs> yeah, it does. Mm. Um, but like for people who don't really, I don't feel like are engaged with media all that much. Sure feels like, you know, this was like we knew this immediately or whatever right away. There was trouble in Not So Paradise. Trouble in Little Idaho? Uh-oh. Big trouble in Little Idaho. <laughs> Starring The Rock. God bless that man. <laughs> it Say makes you about The Rock, but everybody loves him. I'll leave it at that. Seems like a hell of a nice guy. We're all going to San Andreas after this. Probably yeah. not. Oh, yeah. yep, we are. I still haven't yeah. seen Mad Max, so I, I need time. I need time. Uh, that's true. Uh, this makes me actually think more of Whitney, though. We, Our main critique of her last season was her, her life revolved around Chris and making babies for Chris. And I'm glad that she maybe sobered up a little bit after she got off the show and said, yeah. hey, I have a good job. I live in a cool city. And a lot more guys are attracted to me after seeing me on national television. So I can... what am I doing with my life? <laughs> exactly. why, why am I still seeing this guy who lives in L.A. trying to be a dancer? <laughs> Wouldn't that kind of happen with every single person who was on the show? I mean, you get on the public eye finally, and I'm sure there's some admirers for everybody on the show. So you look at it as like, well, this is who I was supposed to be with because someone told me to. But now I have a choice of what to do because of the show. I would take the options that come from the show. As yeah. in like the outside options and not data farmer in Idaho. I think, I think by I being would. on the show, your outside options increase dramatically. Yes. And then once you've picked somebody from the show, then you realize there's so many more better people that now are aware of you and want to be with you. Yeah, you're right. A, yes, you're right. It was Iowa. Uh, B, um, I think that it's, it's, is it like a grass is always greener situation where like, hey, you know what? Uh, I know that I have this thing from the show, but I could have 
all kinds of other things, right? So, yeah. you, you know, the, the possibilities are probably very enticing. Like you said, people saw her on the show. Now she's probably got a lot more suitors uh, <laughs> lining up at her door. So, you know, why not enjoy some of that, I guess, for a little while? Same with Chris, you know, like, and it's probably more so with Chris because I imagine, I would think that guys are probably more, I mean, if I can make a general statement, which I don't like doing. Not these days. But. I don't see this going well. I would say that, <laughs> would you not agree that, like, a guy would, like, maybe. Drag us into this. Typically. <laughs> not answering. Would you not agree that a guy would maybe nope. typically sort of be the one to kind of maybe follow that path? Like, think, like, oh, I, I, I have all these options now. Yes, I would actually yeah, agree with yeah, that. Yeah, actually, okay, everything you said yeah. made a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's just get over that. <laughs> just so, in case. We would. <laughs> We wish them well to pursue their post-relationship on The Bachelor lives, as so many others have. <clears throat> well, now it frees both of them up to be on The Bachelor in Paradise. Ooh, that's true. Okay, who cares? Which we're going to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. That's, the, that's our next show, right? It's got to be. But there's no other next show, right? There's not. The Bachelor doesn't come next. It's no, no. Bachelor it would, yeah, it would be, yeah. Or, or whatever stopgap they create. And it was announced that... Uh, <laughs> Bachelor's getting jobs. Crazy Onion Girl is <laughs> definitely on it. Undercover Bachelor. Oh, yeah, she's got to be on it. <laughs> and as we get into this week's episode of The Bachelorette, there's another guy. Wait, why are you got... taking us to the end of the show? Well, we just sat down. I got maybe my coffee, it was... I got my bread pudding. Somebody's going to show up that we all kind of enjoyed watching, and it's already. <laughs> I think it's already been announced he's going to be on um, on Bachelor in mm, Paradise. Okay, 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 interesting, <laughs> interesting. Ran it in, guys, ran it in. That's the other thing we should mention. You know, we're sitting here, it's the morning, we've got coffee, we've got bread pudding. <laughs> Mike... You're missing out on so many things. I like that we make this better the second Mike disappears. <laughs> Let's next time order pizza and all the stuff Mike, Mike loves. Chocolate milk. Or Mike. <laughs> We've got like sweets. There's two brownies up there. Oh man. Those that, we hung on to those brownies specifically. Specifically for Mike. Yeah. yeah. We're like, you know who's gonna want to eat those? I almost hid them somewhere so that he would find them. He would, <laughs> he would sniff them out. Where's the spot that you would hide them in your apartment that only Mike would check? I would, uh, let's see, under the couch. Uh, <laughs> that Mike wouldn't check, I put in that bubbly crust over there. Because <laughs> that thing has been here since the podcast started. The bubbly people are selling two crusts. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Well. Um, all right, so let's talk about The Bachelorette. Um, this episode uh, started with uh, the group date, right? Is that right? Started with the rose ceremony, I guess. Kicking oh, off right. the guys that we all saw coming. I want to say this, and I know that this is something that they're, they're, they've been doing now, I guess, for a little while. But I really, really hate having the rose ceremony at the beginning of the episode. Absolutely. I think they've, I mean, I disagree with it too. But here's from ABC's perspective. If you started watching the show, you're going to watch till the end of the show. Of course. What they need to do is make you watch the next show. Yeah, I understand the reason behind it. I just think it's really, really stupid. And it's also, it's awkward from like a pacing perspective. Like, I want, like, I don't, I'm, it's harder for me to get involved in the end of that episode that I watched a week ago. You know, so while at the end of the previous episode, yeah, sure, I guess I'm going to want to watch the next week to figure out how it all comes out or whatever. But, at the beginning of the new episode, it's harder for me to get involved. Like I just like, oh, here we go again. I'm I'm thrown back into this weird. It's night. It's a cocktail party. Like I'm just not ready for that emotionally. You know. I hear you, man. I hear you. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. <clears throat> she did. Uh, she did kick off Koopa first thing again. Koopa. Koopa. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did give us one more little <laughs> glimpse into Koopa, which was nice. He took one more shot at it. Too. So on Koopa's IMDb page now it says episodes one, two, and three. <laughs> of the Good for him. Threat. 
Stretch that out. Those residuals are going to come in from repeats of The Bachelor. Oh, man, they're coming in. I got a check for 26 cents. <laughs> and that was the first check. <laughs> Only gets worse. Super. Uh, he flipped it around really fast when she said, why are you being so noisy out here? Oh, I'm sorry. What's what's going on? I was, oh, was I? I don't know. I, if we're being too loud, we'll keep it down. <laughs> we'll keep it down. Oh, but I will continue doing this. <laughs> just quietly. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, yeah, he just needed to get out of there real quick. Um, and then we had the rose ceremony. Uh, who got kicked off, guys? Uh, I think that Corey that nobody knew. Corey Daniel, who danced his way into her heart the first episode, I guess. Oh, right. Corey then, without an E. Which, somebody else? When, when Caitlin is giving out roses and she says, Corey... With an E, <laughs> you get a rose. Yeah, I guess that's typical. <laughs> Who else they lose? It doesn't really matter, guys. They're gone. <clears throat> They're gone. So it was Corey and Daniel and Koopa left on his own. Yeah. yeah. So evil villain Daniel with that mustache. I'm mm-hmm. going to miss him, actually. Yeah. I didn't see him as being a villain. I thought he was a pretty nice guy. Well, just the mustache. He just looked villain. like the traditional Yeah, villain. it is true. He yeah, was he gonna... was like a railroad baron sort of. <laughs> yeah. Tie Caitlin to the tracks at some point. <laughs> She'll get away. She'll get away. <laughs> It'll be fun. So we moved on to uh, the first date, group date, sumo wrestling. Ah, yes. Large guys came in and banged a gong. Ancient Japanese art of dating on TV. (laughs) Sneaking into a large mansion as quietly as is possible for a sumo. 600 pounds. (laughs) Quietly. I think it was 400, but yeah. The one guy was 600 because he was the largest person in Japan, and my wife turned to me and said, I wonder how many people are 600 pounds in America. And then we tried to do the math. A lot. Well, I mean, there's at least however many shows of My 600 Pound Life. There are. Holy we shit. have enough people for an entire show? <laughs> yeah, there's a, I mean, there's probably like three seasons. Wait, is it really a show? <laughs> yes, My 600 Pound Life. You just made, what, really? Yes, it's on TLC. Like, that's where they, they show a person who's, you know, morbidly obese, and they try to have, they, they have to, like, work out. Well, not work out, but I mean, they do what they can to lose some weight, to get a surgery, to become, to lose a lot of weight. And then so it's the, you know, it's their journey from, from start to finish. God, the TLC is just fucked up. It's uh, pretty great. Yeah, I, I guess for it's molesters and <laughs> six hundred pound well, people. I, I like it that uh, most of those episodes are in uh, Houston because the doctor who does those surgeries is in Houston. So you know, it's a little little slice of home. You recognize that drawl? <laughs> well, so you 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 lo- you plant your show where most of your clientele is going to be. <laughs> Not a lot of travel expense. <laughs> I think San Antonio is fatter than Houston. I'm just putting it out there. That's probably still true. it's a couple dr- couple hours drive away. Yeah, if you guys want to fight about it? I'm Dallas. I'm like number five. So. <laughs> Good luck, Tubby. You're guts. not going to make that show in the Pacific Northwest. That's true, you're not. And if, that's, if you are, it's going to be one special. So We found this guy in the woods. He's really fat. <laughs> he has no interest in changing, so I don't know if we can do that. Cue the music. They do come from other places, but generally speaking, it's all like sort of deep south. So we're what, sumo wrestling guys, right? What amazed me is, yeah, no, the other sumo wrestler is a small guy, and he was the four-time world champion. And that makes me think size is not everything. That like this big guy who's six hundred pounds is not as successful as the smaller guy. You gotta have the footwork. Well, I think sumo wrestling, and <laughs> although I am an expert on the subject, <laughs> uh, I think sumo wrestling, like all those guys, although those guys are big, like they're also like dense. You know, like they're real. Like it's there's some there's a lot of muscle involved there. Uh, so like they're like you know big and dense and heavy. So I mean that guy was like big, but he was also like compact and he could like move around. You know, he was he looked like he had muscle stuff, right? I didn't see any muscle. Okay. I don't know though. The big point. guy had all fat. There's some muscle underneath. The big guy was pretty. He was big. hiding some muscle. That muscle guy. I mean, he did the thing where he like moved his his, his pecs around. You know, like yeah. that takes some. Uh, that's that takes some something, right? A little bit. I think I can do it. Maybe. Let's see. Now. <laughs> now is when we needed that video stream. I know, right? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, they would have just seen me not do anything though. 
Guys, we're sumo wrestling. Wish you could see this. Yeah, we were going to periscope this whole thing. We were going to be scoping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a shame. Well, the sumo guys are explaining this to the dudes right after waking them up, and I couldn't help but notice that Sean is drinking a beer. Yeah, man. Was he really? AML! It's one of my favorite SNL commercials. <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> he was just wandering home and he noticed, oh, did everybody else wake up? <laughs> Finish this off? Oh, we're doing sumo time. All right. Oh, all right, I'm game. Yeah. Uh, so they have to put on those ridiculous uh, Japanese uh, diaper things. And uh, why can't anybody put those? Like, they surely had an expert put those on them. But everybody's... Stuff was just hanging out everywhere. They made a big joke about it and all that other thing. I yeah. think they were expertly put on for just that reason. Oh, well, there you go. With, yeah, the one ball side. <laughs> Joe was letting that nut fly out. Yeah. And he was you think Joe was it. uncomfortable about that, about that? Or was he handling it well? Because he, he never seemed to smile when they made fun. He never tried to adjust it, so I think he was fine with it. And there's Listen, also that he didn't tuck it back in. He made a choice, and I respect that. And he stuck to that choice. I think that was pretty good of him to do. So Cool. So is he a hero? He's a hero. Good, good. I've got a nut, and if you can't see that, you're fucking blind. He's my hero for the episode, so... <laughs> no, I'm going to go with Tony as this one, because uh, <laughs> what I loved about Tony's uh, experience was that he first off said, I wouldn't want to mess with me, I'm going to show these guys who's boss, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. going to kick their ass, so he thought. He did everything he could, and then immediately once he couldn't kick their ass, he decided that the idea of kicking their ass was the worst thing he'd ever experienced, and blamed it all on her. It actually had, it was like it had tarnished his pure mind to have even made himself go to that place where he would try and be aggressive with another individual. Yeah. And then afterwards, he thought, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. I blame all of you. Blamed everyone but himself. It was really weird because like before he, before he got, he, he did the first fight and he was like talking it up. He was like, oh yeah, you want to fight? All right, well, I'll show you a fight. Let's do it. Let's do Let's do a fight. Like, <laughs> it kind of like, it was weird. Like it was sort of, I mean, it seemed like he was like mostly game for it, I guess. A hundred percent. He did put in the best effort though. Sure. That he was did a lot of slapping. He did some slapping. He was doing a lot of diversion techniques. Yeah, hang on. I got, of... a, I got a clip right here. <laughs> <laughs> when he finally fell to the ground, he came back to the side. And the other guys were like, good job, Tony, this, Get that, and the other. But he grabbed his water and stormed off. Yeah, it was weird. And it seemed like a real like quick turn or whatever. But, I mean, it's totally typical for him to do that because, obviously, he's a crazy person. I was also insanely, like, why is he still there? Why did he not get kicked off? On this last rose ceremony, I mean, the yeah, only she. Go ahead. Well, I don't. I have no idea. I was going to talk about bread pudding into whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, the only person that I she let what she let Corey go. Like she's not kicking off winners to keep Tony. I think Tony's interesting. That's exactly I it. I guess think. he was yeah. weird enough and maybe sweet enough in her mind or something. But it's funny that he should say he sees the world through the eyes of a child because the second he didn't get what he wanted, he cried about it and stormed off. So it was like, well, the eyes of a child, the heart of a warrior. And the spirit of a gypsy? And the soul of a sandwich artist. <laughs> that's, that's how Tony rolls. And the abilities of someone at Aaron Brothers putting frames. I don't know. <laughs> He'll, he changes the last one depending on what resume he's using to submit that's true. A, for a job. That's yeah. what I do. I've always said I have the soul of a sandwich artist. <laughs> <laughs> the soul of a person who's always on time. Uh, yeah, he got, he got... That's my problem with Tony. Tony has the same... Tony has the same version of the problem that Koopa has. Koopa? Where he just does not know when to stop talking. Because the, the first sentence that comes out of his mouth would be fine. Like, for him to say, I just don't know why we have to do all this stuff that's, like, aggression-based. Okay, valid point. You know, like, yeah. I can totally see that. But then he continues on talking, saying, like, 
I just want you to see all sides of me. And I was like, what? Stop. No, stop. We're you're, seeing it. You're getting a little crazy now. Right. Yeah. yeah, we're seeing all sides and they're not very good. So. But just when you want to, like, just when you want to completely turn off from Tony and he's going down a bad hole, just like Koopa was, he'll say something like, why can't we just go to the zoo? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I would think that Tony would not like the zoo, like, because of all the animals being you know, caged up. Well, eventually Tony knows what he wants. That's true. No, he just, I think he said he loved his bonsai tree. So, I mean, there's like some loss in that poor man's soul. Hmm. I don't know what he's looking for. It's too bad. Caitlin kept him around for those little gems like that though. You can't write that into the show. Producers need him there. If you were on the show, I would think if I had like eight eligible people and then one crazy person, I'd leave her on for a while. (laughs) It's just good television and you don't know what they're going to do. They're not going to kill you. You've got people around you, I think, but we saw it last year with Ashley S. Yeah, that's true. She stayed around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, she but said some weird stuff. Obviously, Tony's—I mean, he's going this next go round, right? Like he's Tony left on his own. Of course, I. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same episode. We can reveal that Tony that's did right. leave. I totally Spoiler forgot. Spoiler alert! <laughs> but he's going to be on Bachelors in Paradise. I think. I, okay. I think it was announced. And I'm not sure how official it was, but there was a picture of him, and it said Bachelor in Paradise. So, that is so anybody, great. not just anybody, can Photoshop those types of pictures. Hopefully, they go to like some. Uh, you know, South Pacific Isle where he can uh, get Zen. But yeah, and then beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> yeah, just, that's right. I totally forgot he left on his own accord later He's just going to sit on the beach and look at the ocean. Yeah. That would be... I would think that's not what the show is looking for. That's no. the most Tony thing he could do, though. So if you really wanted to find Tony... That's what he's planning on doing. Yeah, find Tony. Well... Find Tony by the water, by the banks of the old Mississippi. <laughs> in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, <laughs> I didn't tell you which paradise we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea of paradise this is? <laughs> You don't know. Not mine. No. So, um, anyway, sumo date. It was fine. Um, we move on to... A uh, little one-on-one. little one-on-one date. With the uh, the man who should take it all, in my opinion. Unless he truly screws up. Ben Z. Yeah, I, okay. I mean, I think he's fine, but... And this date was fine, and he was, like, normal, I guess. But, I don't know, that, you know, that boxing thing. What do you, what do you worry about? That he's violent? Yeah, kind of. I don't know about that. I really see in his eyes, I see a gentle giant. I don't know. I think he's playing that gentle giant card very well. If yeah. he is secretly an aggressive killer, yeah, he's doing, he's doing it very well. They went to one of those uh, escape rooms, uh, like the, you know, it's like a game where you go in and you have like a certain amount of time to solve puzzles uh, around the environment uh, in order to get out of the thing. Um, of course, they stocked this thing with uh, a bunch of creepy crawlies and animals, which they mentioned in a disclaimer that they're not normally there. Yeah. So no. <laughs> I wonder if that includes the human on the bed. What happens if Ben Z just clocks that guy on the bed? I kind of wondered the same thing. And I imagine the guy probably, uh, I guess, falls over and the lights come on. <laughs> you won. <laughs> you found the key. Yeah, you Boom. won. You're under arrest. <laughs> right. <laughs> There'd be no other choice, I guess. But I don't know if that would even prove anything to her because she clearly likes the fact that he's a protector. A big yeah. guy, big hunk of man. And she, I mean, from what I noticed, and I would not have expected, needs protecting from birds of all things. Why are women so afraid of birds? I don't know. I've known quite a few women who are like deathly afraid of birds. Susan is terrified of birds. I never met a man who's scared of birds. I, I mean, my life. look, if they're going to, if they're like flying at your face, yeah, you're going to duck and flinch or whatever, but I'm not. Sock them. <laughs> I mean, Hitchcock made an entire thrilling movie about this. That's what was it called true. again? Rear Window. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was about that shower. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 
I don't, I don't know. It's weird to me. Like I would, and then we had a discussion later on about the snakes because there were a bunch of snakes around that toilet or whatever. Except the fake one on top of the toilet. Come on, did you guys see that? <laughs> Baloney. Did not move a, a bit. It's just a lazy snake. He's like, whatever. I'm stuck in the toilet anyway. snake. <laughs> um, but those, I would not be afraid of. Would you be afraid of those snakes? Are you afraid of snakes, first of all? I'm yes, afraid I'm. of poisonous snakes, and I'm just a little creepy about just the feel of regular snakes, but not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of those snakes because I know those snakes don't bite. So, because they, 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 they squeeze you. That's how they kill you. So, okay. like, they're not going to bite you. I mean, I guess they might, but I mean, if they do, then it's not going to, you know, be poisonous or whatever, as yeah. far as I know. Still going to hurt. Still going to hurt, but it's I feel like, like hug, you can move though. out of the way. Yeah. Those things move pretty slow. So, don't they move slow until they don't? Yeah. Have you seen <laughs> Jeff, that, Jeff? That's everything. <laughs> uh, well, well, if it's a snake, it's scarier. If it's a chair, not so much. <laughs> I remember watching Sidewinders on the National Geographic channel, and they got some speed to them, and they had a weird little quirky, not that there were any Sidewinders in this room. Is the yeah. weird quirk that they went sideways? They went sideways, and they, yeah. would like, they would like, it was like their little body was making foot motions and bouncing one half to the other half, and it yeah, was super weird. Yeah. When so, I was a kid, about eight, I went to a camp for like Indian guides, whatever when you don't want to go to Boy Scouts, and they had everybody stand up there, and they passed along a snake, and when the snake finally arrived to me, I screamed through it in the air and ran. I was like eight and, you know, massive weenie. But at the same time, like, that stuck with me for the rest of my life. The feel, the fear, the everything, and I just don't like them. I don't like people who like them. If you like snakes, Scott, I don't like you. I'd like to, just for the record, I don't like snakes. Well, I don't I like dislike it. snakes. I'm down the middle on snakes. <laughs> well, I'm just snakes, down the middle yeah. with you. <laughs> I think the people who have snakes in their home, like in a tank, I think those are a very, very particular kind of person. Slash. <laughs> Yeah, Slash it's okay because you, when you've got a certain amount of money, you're just like, what am I going to do? I guess I'll have a snake. <laughs> or a lot. He, has a, he had a band called Slash's Snake Pit. That's true. You have to have a snake pit because if you have a band called basically your snake pit, yeah. people are going to constantly ask you, well, where's the snake pit? Can I see it? So I don't have one. I like the snake pit alehouse on Melrose, <laughs> uh, but I digress. Um, also, there was a little scorpion in a drawer. I thought that was kind of a, of, of all the things, I thought that was sort of a weird move. Like... Because, I mean, scorpions can sting you or whatever. I imagine that they would have found a way to make it not venomous. I don't think scorpions are venomous. That they would have taken his teeth away. His pinchers away. <laughs> his teeth. It was also a tiny little scorpion, but still. Maybe that, that's scary. Those are worse. Yeah, yeah, they have more venom. I don't know if scorpions are venomous. <laughs> you guys know maybe a okay, lot about scorpions or nothing. They have a stinger. <laughs> they do. They have a stinger on their tail. Yeah, and that don't. has venom. And smaller ones deliver okay. more. The same way that small snakes... If a small snake bites you, it's got like it doesn't know how to control its venom. Yeah, it's generally I think it's generally a rule that the smaller the 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 thing, the more punch it packs, because Mother Nature ain't fooling around. <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't know all this stuff about snakes, but I didn't know the scorpions had teeth either. So. <laughs> I'm just learning as I go, I guess. How do you think they chew the butterflies? Welcome to The Bachelorette, brought to you by David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, um, they, get out of, they, they get out of this room and blam, triumph, it's awesome. Oh, Ben, you're a protector. And he really scored a lot of points here, didn't he? Absolutely. He did everything he had to do. Protector, reach through some snakes, conquer his own fears. Reach and into a toilet. Reach into a toilet. Yeah, and they got to order snakes. pizza after that. Did you guys catch that? That was the best part of the date. Totally. Like, hey, pizza's ordered. So that implies that he was able to sit there, and she went and ordered pizza. Yeah. Awesome. 
Love Bad that. Badass. <laughs> and then you got at least 45 minutes, right? So you got, I mean, they're up on a hill somewhere in Calabasas or something. So, I mean, you've, you've got your drink. You've got your getting to no time. You've got a hot tub after the pizza, which is the least sexy thing I could do after pizza. Oh, man. Can you imagine all that pizza bubbling around in that? Well, Are you thinking hot water with yeah. someone after pizza? I mean, to be honest, though, do you not want those bubbles from the jacuzzi coming up? And then that way you don't have to explain anything I don't, else? I don't know. I think it's like that Imodium commercial when the guy's like sitting in the hot tub and you're like, and he's surrounded by women and you don't know what the commercial's for. And then it's like, diarrhea can strike anywhere and you're like oh my god and the guy like runs out of the, the hot tub it was like the worst commercial I've ever seen in my life and the women turn to each other wait that's the commercial we're in yeah they had no idea <laughs> nobody had any idea yeah they were filming another commercial and the poor actor had diarrhea and they decided to make it an emodium commercial it's, the ter- it's a terrible commercial and probably a terrible idea after eating pizza I think we're all because you just look different, you feel different, and then the conversation about the dead mom, you're like, now bumped, and then Otherwise, you're just disgusting. Are you just sit on the couch and be gassy with pizza, or are you going to sit in a hot tub and be gassy? Why do you have to be gassy, gassy, though? I would think that you're just kind of bloated. Yeah, I don't know. Bloated. I'm not do really gassy Keep it, keep it submerged under the water, then. Do you feel like Benzy, uh, or Benzy, as I'm going to call him. Benzedrine? Do you think old Benzedrine uh, played his uh, sorrow card too early? And maybe this was the time when he should have played that sorrow card because he had to bring it up again. And I always feel like it's uh, I always feel like it's a little awkward whenever somebody has to bring up their sob story once again. Listen, I already said the pizza takes about forty five minutes. You got only so many things to talk about. I guess that's true. I mean, come on. I'd say that that speaks more to lack of conversation ability. Like mm-hmm. that shouldn't have had to come up again. I agree. Yeah. I think it was good to get it out of the way first thing, and it wasn't a, a ploy to you know make the next round. It wasn't like let me tell you the story so I can stick around at least one more week. He just said, I'm going to tell you the story so you get to know me, the right way to do it. And uh, But yeah, if they ran out of things to talk about, that speaks more to their relationship. Yeah, I don't think it hurts him, but I just I think that he would have been, I think he would have been even more uh, in a position uh, to be at the front of the pack if he waited to play that, play that sob card during this time, during this one-on-one, during this date. At some We'd- point, they're going to run out of fighting competitions and Ben Z's going to have to start to talk. They're going to have crying competitions. <laughs> He's going to have to develop some other skills. That's true. He will. That's, and that's the other thing. Like, while I like, oh, I mean, you know, he seemed like a normal guy, whatever. I don't feel like there's a whole lot. And I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't feel like there's a whole lot underneath that. Like, I'm not really sure, you know, how much, how much more he has to offer. But I imagine sometimes a woman would just like a big, tall, handsome guy who's like sweet. Yeah, and sure. Whatever. There's not a lot to talk about, but he's always going to be there for a protector from snakes. And yeah. do all that stuff that you want a man to do, which I probably am not that good at. But I mean, I have other things to talk about. We I met on a TV show. I call him Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be on a double date with somebody who's dating Ben Z. And that way, wherever we're going, we know if some trouble gets started. You know, we're covered. Ben Z's got your back. Scott would start trouble everywhere he goes. <laughs> 100%. Ben Z would be in only his third fight uh, after getting together with Scott. But <laughs> Third slash sixth. It'd be a good one. <clears throat> yeah. It'd be slash great. all of college and high school. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, sure, when you're abusive. When you're that big, though, you kind of have to seek out a fight. I don't. I can't imagine people. I think a fight seeks you out. I know. I don't know. I don't know because I don't know if people would want to mess with you. I think that's the point. You're I making. would. I mean, if I were the type to start fights, mm-hmm. which apparently, um, if you had some backup, you are. I would start it with really small, little shrimpy guys. I would not walk up to Ben Z and say, "Hey, man, I bet I could kick your ass." But there are plenty of guys out there who would. And larger guys than us that don't sit around talking about the Bachelorette, who are actually out there fighting right now. Hey, and they would probably confront him. Scott walks up to wavy guys and pushes him. He's like, hey, you're small. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's how Scott makes friends. <laughs> that's why we're all here. That's why we're all here. Uh, so anyway, this date was successful. Of course, he gets you know, a rose and all that other stuff. Um, 
this is where uh, is this where they introduce the idea of this weird, dumb, somewhat manufactured bromance situation? Uh, I think it kind of starts to develop from there. They're just saying they're getting, you know, uh, they're they're really good friends. Between, they were trying to tightrope walk between JJ bit. and Clint is what we're talking about now, which I'm sure you all know. Can I ask you guys something? Yeah, sure. Do you think they were in on that joke the entire time, they and they kept they, hiding it to make it. sure? But it seemed like they took it to such a point where I was like, well. You're gonna have to kind of explain to a lot of people that you were kidding, I guess. They had to be, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. I was gonna ask. I mean, we have an improv specialist here. Ah, thank you. To me, it looked like two guys who thought of kind of a funny concept, who weren't necessarily gonna win the show, and maybe weren't that into Caitlin. And they said, "What's a way that we can be really memorable?" And they got together and said, "How about if we pretend like we're really into each other? Don't make it too obvious." But just every chance you get, just kind of like sprinkle in a little, a little like tease about how I'm really into you. And Clint, I thought, was amazing at it. JJ was just sort of like, it looked like bad improv whenever JJ did it. JJ just yeah. kind of followed his lead, clearly. And Clint was really good at it. I mean, if that's what they were doing, then he was really good. Yeah, I, I yes. And so to answer your question, yeah, I do think that that, <clears throat> first of all, I think it's a hilarious idea. Um, and I, I do think that Clint was awesome at it. And I still, I still, I still like Clint a lot. I think he's really funny. Um, so, and I don't know, but I don't know if it's that or like what you just said, like two guys who don't really feel like they have a chance or whatever. Because I think that JJ, like, it's is hard in love with himself. Yeah, I absolutely. So yeah. I, I think it might also have to do with maybe they're two guys who feel like their position is somewhat secured, so they don't need to engage all the other dudes because why would you do that? So let's just have some fun, you know, here. Um, and, and also try to mess with the other guys. You know, like, that could be a, you know, maybe non-manufactured version of that story. Although I do think it's, it's obviously very manufactured by the people in charge of all this stuff. I mean, all it would take is, I guess, one conversation between you and one of the bachelors, or whatever they call the contestants. They were like, this is kind of bullshit. Or these people are stupid. Whatever, if you have that little bit of common ground, like, that's where you start to work. You become closer because what choice do you have? And all of a sudden, like, you're just kind of out there for yourself. That conversation was had when they did the the Top Gun high five by the pool. Absolutely, it was that, they just communicated everything in that in yeah. that hand slap. What I don't really understand is Clint's turn and him like saying like, "Well, you know, I've just I've just discovered that I'm not really into Caitlyn at all, and she's not really the girl for me." Like that just seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. Wasn't that kind of a Tony thing where you say you're not winning until you say you never want to play? Well, maybe, but like you know, the only thing that the only real inciting incident there was. Her not coming up to him during that, you know, cocktail group thing. And then, you know, literally, you know, I mean, she was obviously prodded to say something. But, like, she's like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. You should have come and talked to me. Like, <clears throat> I would just think, oh, well, that's just a misunderstanding. Let's move on from this and and go forward or whatever. Which basically is what he said. But I don't know why he got so mad about it in the meantime, you know? I don't know. It was a weird strategy. I've never seen that strategy employed before. I've never either. And that's why I was confused. I was more confused than anything, really, with Clint. I was very confused. I couldn't see it being part of a strategy. No. It's a bad one. <laughs> it is a strategy, technically. I mean, if you thought of it, maybe you're going to you know, lay it out there. In, in the sense of, like, you thought about a thing and then you're going to do it? Then yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's a strategy, then. <laughs> a of, I don't know. A little bit of forethought. <laughs> But it is a weird one. I would never imagine that if there was one goal that you would kind of distance yourself from that goal intentionally. It seems weird. It does seem weird. And I don't know if that's like, because, you know, later on in the episode or whatever, and then he's saying things to the camera like, well, I'm not, I'm just going to be here to basically screw over all these other guys, which is a valid, valid thought. 
uh, because obviously some of these fools ain't going to win. Right. But I, I just don't. I think he would still be well positioned to be very, very much at the front. Absolutely. But this play, even if he's not interested in her, just do what. Just do the thing. Like, and also, why would you not be? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. What else are you doing, buddy? Yeah, what does he do for a living? My computer died. I have he's no idea now. He's gaining Twitter followers. That's what he's doing. Well, that's fair. Like, he's one of the few current contestants that we, the Broses, started following because he's now one of the interesting ones. We and did. Now he's posting all of these, you know, pictures of like he's the Joker. Which he sort of does have a little bit of a Heath he d- Ledger yeah, look he, going on. He does, on. yeah, he does. Because they're playing up this whole villains gone vil. Oh, that was a terrible, terrible and, thing. And JJ's <sighs> trying to JJ was trying to be a Batman villain, and he decided he was Bane. And so it's just a picture of Bane with a thing on his face, and it's like I guess that could really be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's one on Hollywood Boulevard, pretty convincing. Could be JJ. I don't like JJ at all. No one does. And and that's the I guess maybe that's the tragedy of this whole thing is that. Because I don't like JJ so much, I mean Clint's going to go down for this or whatever, and you know JJ's not going to, he can't like stand up for him or whatever. So you know Clint's going to go and JJ's going to stay and it's going to be terrible. You're really going to miss Clint. I am. Yeah. There's if I had to choose between the show, yeah, if I had to choose between the two, it's Clint over JJ any day. Of course, all day, every day. JJ is a terrible human being. But I will say, I mean, I, you know, my view of him has been sort of tarnished by his, like, you know, uh, unexplainable behavior, not necessarily wanting to be with Caitlin. So he's just in the, it's like he's playing this really weird character that I don't under, I don't understand why he's playing it, but he's so good at it because he said, Did I come on the show to find a man? No, but I, you know, I trust the process. <laughs> and that was just so, what, it's really funny. a really funny quote that he came up with. You know what he did? He also he did really well without breaking a smile. Was the guitar playing bit where he kind of strummed, looked at him and stuff. Strummed, oh yeah. looked again. Yeah, he did it so well without ever breaking character. Yeah, yeah. and then so every good. time JJ tries to do the character, he's like, "Well, me and Clint have gotten really close." Yeah, he stumbles and through. And we like to hang out a lot in the shower. <laughs> Wasn't they were talking in the jacuzzi about turtles? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> man, I love turtles. Oh, dude, turtles! <laughs> I love turtles. <laughs> Just like. Turtles are sick. <laughs> Who so was the weird. one to lose their shit over turtles? Was that Clint? I think it was Clint. Yeah, JJ just merely brought it up, like, "Hey, turtles," and he's like, "What?" Yeah, Clint just took it and ran. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, what was the other? Uh, okay, let's. You know, I, that's that. They had the sex ed class with the actors. Oh, that's right. That's right. All that stuff. So they had this group just... date with the sex ed stuff, and that was fine. Um, you know, if whatever. You like child actors, it was great. Yeah, we we've discussed we discussed before the podcast that we all knew they were actors right away. <laughs> um, the the lady playing the teacher was just like so actor, not even funny. No ugly kids. No kids on the school grounds. No other kids go to the school, even though they're in between a bunch of different classrooms. Right. Pretty sure it'd be terribly illegal to have strangers come in and talk about sex ed to an actual school. So yeah, I mean, it's obviously like Saturday or something. I wouldn't doubt it's an actual school, but this is not a school day. Right. There's no. nobody around. It's deserted. Yeah. It's, it seemed really weird. And uh, what kind of permission slips does Mrs. Corman have to send with all of her students to Detailed have? Detailed ones. The Bachelor is a great opportunity for your children to be on a reality dating show. And to learn the wrong things about sex. Instead of studying the United States history plan that we were going to do. Since we don't have, I don't, since we, whatever. That's common core for you. The royal we. Since I don't have my computer, I can't uh, find his name, but the machinist calls tampons, tampons. 
Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah, I think that was intentional. You think tampons? I do. Yeah, I think. What is that, Josh? I think it's Josh. Possibly. Yeah. I don't just, think that was intentional. One tampon in. Tampon. I think he's. I think he intentionally said that because I like him. He's a funny guy. There's no way he intentionally said tampons. <laughs> what do you think they say tampons in Idaho? I, I have no idea. I don't, I've never been there. I've never talked about tampons with anyone from there. But I don't think that he just made that up. Oh, tampons. <laughs> Okay, I'm putting all my money on the fact that he thought they were called tampons, or at least has called them tampons, and so is everyone else. They just don't say pawn over there. Wait, you? what do you say? You say tampons, or what? Uh, yeah, just like that. <laughs> tampons. Tampons. So when I go to the store, honey, you want some tampons? And some pasta sauce? Hey, can you unlock the cabinet for these tampons? I don't know why they keep them behind locked doors. Is, is it like razor, just, the razors like and razors? batteries? I don't know. <laughs> can, you use, can you use tampons to make drugs? I have no idea. Well, they're pricey as hell, I guess. I don't yeah, know. that's true. Uh, so, uh, oh, Ryan H., though, was killing it. Oh, yeah. That was... that was Holy shit, he was good. Ryan H. said... I, I, I mean, he was pulling some Clint word maneuvering. <laughs> Pretty good. Do you guys see Peter Brady in him, like the original Peter Brady? I see it all day long. I, I guess I don't yeah. know. I don't no, think really. About Peter Brady I don't have a clear much. enough view of Peter Brady, but really? I'm gonna look it up. Well, the Brady Bunch is in my life more often than y'all's, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, I just, that's true. Sadly, I see a lot of pictures of Brady characters. <laughs> You're surrounded by Brady all the time. My wife is tagged in 17 Brady Bunch pictures a day <laughs> on Facebook, so I'm reminded. But I saw that there. I don't know. Anyway. Beyond the Brady Bunch. He seems like a really good guy. Yeah, he made a nice comparison uh, to him being the sperm or contestant on mm. a reality dating show, mm-hmm. racing towards the egg of being Caitlin. I don't want anyone to call me when an you, egg. When you break it down like that, maybe it doesn't sound as appealing, but he, uh, I thought he did a pretty good job with it. Even Brian, uh, Ryan, or whoever the one with the last name of B, was impressed, saying he earned brownie points because it was like full-on appealing strictly to her. The kids didn't matter anymore. It was just about sex with a woman in front of some kids. So yeah, I thought it was all, nice. He went last, and all the other guys were sitting there like, oh, we should have done that. I know, and the one guy's like, I called them tampons. Isn't that like when you do an audition, and you have to audition in front of a couple of the other people who are going to audition? Right. And you have to go first, and then later, like each person that goes is building off of what the last person did. Yeah, they messed up, so I'm going to do it this way. So then Ryan H. came in and just nailed it, and everybody else is like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was all right, whatever. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Altogether, forgettable. Um, now we're talking about it. <laughs> oh, man. Still remember it day two? Oh, you're right. <laughs> now it's immortalized in our podcast. Wait, is it day three? It's terrible. I've been, it's, in, it's been week, in bed for it's three It's week to... three. Oh, fuck. Whatever. <laughs> Where have the weeks gone? Later. Someday I'll pay attention. Somewhere. Uh, anyway, so this was fine, and uh, Ryan obviously you know, comes away with it. Some talking, some kissing. He points out the Die Hard building. That's right. So we know that they were in uh, Century City over there. Yep. The uh, Fox, old Fox Plaza building, which was used as Nakatomi Plaza. I like that he pointed and just goes, hey, there's Die Hard. Without like, <laughs> yeah. there was the building in Die Hard? Uh, next there's to it is Die, Die Hard 2. There's uh, <laughs> Die Hard 3 behind it. Got Total Recall over there. I do like it that he, that he, I mean, he said he learned that, you know, that day. So obviously they were like driving around <laughs> something and somebody's, the guy driving them in the passenger van is like hey did you guys know this was the uh, building in Die Hard <laughs> anyway <laughs> I'd like to be like one of the guys shuttling them around giving them bad information <laughs> <laughs> hey Joe's the building using uh, Land of the Lost <laughs> oh, alright cool oh, yeah, cool oh, that's, that's neat just pass that along if you can oh, well, uh, this is where uh, Woody Allen filmed Manhattan <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. Little known fact. <laughs> See, actual New York doesn't look like New York on film. Yeah. It's, it's they, a, just they a lot. Come out here for it. That's why you put it in black and white, is you really had to sell like that East Coast look when 
wouldn't come across. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so they, they kiss on a rooftop. I was nervous the entire time that somebody was going to fall over. I didn't thing? see any railing. I there was, was worried. no railing. Yeah, I was worried. He could just be like, I could be the most infamous Bachelor contestant <laughs> right now. That would definitely Zazoo! be Chris Harrison being like, like, nothing you've seen before. <laughs> that would blow Clinton JJ out of the water. <laughs> yeah, that would be the most villain thing you could possibly do is to kill her. Yeah. Yeah, he dips her and then he comes up and he's like, villain's got a villain. <laughs> 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 what? Pushes her off. <laughs> One season later, a driver. That's the building where the bachelor threw bachelorette <laughs> off the roof. <laughs> oh, that's Die Hard. Yeah. And, 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 that over there? There, and that over there is Die Hard. That's Die Hard. When they, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm glad we all saw that because I was a little bit worried. I mean, briefly. I mean, I knew no one was going to die, but I, I hoped for it. You didn't know. I guess I didn't. Yeah, it's true. Well, I knew Nick was coming. He probably wouldn't have shown up if somebody had died. The show would have stopped. So, <laughs> hey, I heard Caitlin died. I'm just here to, I'm here to pay my respects. I'm just here to find out what's so, going on. Any of you guys hanging out later? Or? <laughs> uh, in Atlanta, where Andy hangs out. We can go uh, there if you want. You going to replace? Is uh, Britt coming back then, I guess? You got to stand by? Well, I'm happy to see we didn't get a follow-up with uh, Soul Singing Peanut Butter and Old Cry Face. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice not to have any more of that jazz. Uh, so we go to the, you know, the end, the cocktail party thing, whatever. Tony's leaving. Tony leaves before that. He's, he can't take it anymore. He has to get out of here. But he's easy, he's easy to find if Caitlin wants to come and look him up. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure he is. Uh, just go on Angie's list under crazy healers. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> is that a free service? No, it's not. Shit, man. Oh. You have to pay for Angie's list. Yeah, but you're not going to get the quality of Crazy Healers as on Craigslist. That's you true. have to pay for the Angie's that, list. Yeah, I can't even right. imagine who would answer the phone if you looked up Crazy Healers on Craigslist. <laughs> Probably the same hookers that I call whenever I can. <laughs> I'm a healer. Um, so, yeah, so Tony takes his ball and he goes home. And and that's fine. I'm, I'm a little disappointed at like the amount of people who just... This show is hemorrhaging contestants. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you start with two prizes. I guess so. And a lot of people come out for one or the other, and you take one of them away. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them are going to be a little less interested. Right. Seems like not many people are interested anymore. You got Cupcake and you got Chris. I think, oh, Ian is very interested. Ian I can just go through interested. the names here. Ben, I'm just saying, what is it, week three, we've got like six guys that are interested, no, I would think. I mean, Ben H, definitely. Ben Z, Cupcake is interested. Uh, Corey with an E, if anybody remembers him, seems like he's, he's still interested. Ian, who's kind of like dad. Jared with old. Uh, so crazy Scott, face. you're saying that I'm wrong, and everybody's interested. <laughs> JJ's interested. Whatever. I think he's a horrible douche, but he's interested. Joe. I think he's like one of those kids. In, I like uh, Joe. When you're younger, you know you're kind of influenced by other people's choices and stuff. And I think that he was interested until his best friend Clint said he's not interested. And I think JJ's kind of leaning now. Towards at least trying to pretend as if he doesn't care. I hope he leans over the edge of the building. Whoa! Well, if he gets dipped. Here's who I like. I like Joe. I like Josh. Those, are, those are the people I like. Josh is the hick. Joe is the, remind me again. Other way around. What? No, they're Joe kind of the both hick. hicks. Josh yeah. is the, is the oh, metal machinist worker. machinist and ball sack. I mean, he's got like a... <laughs> That's all I know right now. <laughs> yeah, ball sack. Well, yeah, the machinist is not going to win because he's already said that he's never been in love and he's never kissed a girl and he's never college. touched anybody. That yeah. was another weird turn. So here we go with music again where like she's talking to, to Josh and he's like saying like a, a sensitive moment and if he could only hear in post-production the music they're putting on, yeah. he would stop in his tracks and stop saying what he's saying. He's saying, I've never been in love and instead of like, you know, tinkly piano music, it's that boom, boom, 
boom, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And it's and like, oh, God, here we go. Caitlin's not going to like this somehow. And a lot of people don't realize that Caitlin actually has a, a remote control <laughs> that adjusts the music live to the editing. Yeah, she's got a monitor in her yeah. ear. She's listening to what they're scoring it with. Yeah. She, no, you need to switch it over right here. So she's getting nervous that he's never been in love. He's never kissed a girl. Or he hadn't kissed a girl until he was in college or whatever. Um, whatever. Like, I don't know. He's from Idaho. Come on. Like, they don't, you know, it's remote. She fell in love with Chris. I'm sure that's why they decided a guy like this needs to be on here. Totally. Or the other one, Josh or Joe, whatever we're calling him now. That one as well. We're I mean, calling, that's why... You, Jeff, yeah. we're calling him his name, Joe. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's why they would throw him on there, I guess, too. Be like, here's what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Some... Really lonely hick guy could have, <laughs> but I like him. I think he's I think he's funny and nice and whatever. Joe the same way, funny, nice, whatever. Normal normal people it seems yeah. like, but Probably not good enough. To Jeff's earlier Maybe point, not. I do think there's only a couple real contenders though. I mean, there's a whole lot of riffraff, but overall, I think the the Bins, Ben H, Ben Z, and and she loves Jared. She yeah. loves Jared. Oh, she loves Jared. <clears throat> and we forget about Jared because nobody else loves Jared. Oh, Jared, Jared and Sean. That's four people. I think, yeah. I think that's it. There's four, which is why I'm, I'll bet she called somebody up and said, "Is there any way we could uh, maybe get old Nick V on the show?" Do you show? think they're hemorrhaging contestants to the point, and that's why they're bringing in Nick because they're just losing them, and people's interest is kind of well, just they're waning. tired of Nick calling, so they're just like, I'd "Okay, imagine, yeah, here we go. You're, you're come on the show. I will have dinner with you, you weirdo. Uh, I'll pay. I'll buy my own flight when you guys go to each new location. Jared, I'll be there. Jared took uh, old Caitlin up to his rumpus room. And that was a weird moment. Yeah. Well, he said he'd get punched in the face every day for her. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's true. I guess. I don't know. She likes a black guy. I just don't like that guy. Wait, which guy? No, the black eye. <laughs> oh. I was like, wait, what? No. <laughs> Who am Koopa. I talking about? No, right that's Koopa left. Koopa. Did not like Koopa. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was probably the last guy I would pick just because he's, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything ma- mean about the guy, I guess. But I mean, I already did. But he's, <laughs> it just, he doesn't seem like someone you would pick in a show. Jared? Yeah. We all said that he lo- he would be the type of guy who would go into the boxing match and come out looking better. That's yes. he did. not a comment. She liked the black eye. Yeah, that's true. That's oh, true. my God. We were joking about it. Oh, my God. We called it. Mm, we called it. We're going to buy some lot of tickets. Here's the thing. Something. Rhode Island. Mm. Uh, and restaurant manager. Ugh. Well, I wish they'd be more specific about the restaurant. Right. Red Lobster? Well, you know, Dollars to Donuts, it's a crab house. True. Yeah. Whatever they serve uh, shit in a bread bowl. That guy's got it. Yep, he's got it on lock. If you're a restaurant manager and you can take off three months to film a dating show, (laughs) I don't think you're that necessary to the restaurant. You're not coming back to a job, I can tell you that. (laughs) You may not be coming back to a restaurant. (laughs) No, definitely seafood. Yeah, for sure. All of these guys are not that important to their jobs. Clearly. Especially the one that's a former investment banker or something. Who lives at home with JJ? That's his name. I'm pretty sure Josh is doing all of his welding in the back. (laughs) He's <laughs> keeping up keeping with his up. orders. They need yeah. a fence. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, protective eyewear, protective eyewear. <laughs> I mean, Caitlin is still a dance instructor. I wonder how many lessons she has instructed mm. since she started her career in reality television. Mm-hmm. What has it been like 13 months or something? Yeah, probably. Probably not many. Yeah, she's gone. <laughs> it's the price you pay for whatever they get from this. Losing, losing her moves. That's true. <laughs> I know she's going to come out with this with, with literally no moves. <laughs> Well, at least the place that she used to work can put her photo on the wall and say, See, students, if you work hard and do everything we tell you, you can maybe be on TV not related to dance at all. (laughs) 
that's the inspiration at the yoga studio or wherever she's working. Yep. Yep. They have dance studios. I mean, do they just kind of blend those two things? No, there's a dance like dance studios. Yeah. But is that also like classes. is that? I don't know, I can't picture her doing a formal sort of dance. I would imagine it'd be like a sort of uh, exercise dance or something. Yeah, I go to the dance studio uh, over at Gold's Gym Dance. You do that? That's my dance studio. I just go to the gym and start dancing and call the class. <laughs> They're good over there. Yeah. yeah, the Alvin Ailey program at Gold Gym. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine used to go to a hip-hop dancing class that was fundamentally exercise Yeah, sure. Yeah. They have those, but I mean, there's also actual like dance instruction studios. But do you, do you think she's that level of a, of a teacher? Or do you think know. she does fitness? I'm just guessing fitness because she's on would, television. I think it would be fitness. And they are good dancers. I mean, the fitness yeah, classes, sure. those yeah. are yeah. very impressive dancers. I could see Caitlin doing one of those. Who have dance backgrounds or whatever. Yeah. All right. So we're saying she has a dance background as well. I don't know. Think she went to school? Hmm. At any point in her life? I'm sure this is information we could all discover. No way. I want it out right now. <laughs> if you don't know, drop it. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that Josh and Joe could be contenders, though. I do. I don't see that at all. I don't see it for Joe at all. I see Josh, maybe. Why not Joe? He Joe's, hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't done anything wrong, but what has he he's done got right? a lot to come back from when you look at him as the caveman. No, he's fine. I think Caitlin likes that. What, the caveman? I don't think she likes yeah. him that much. What has she said that made you think she liked that? She, Whenever he like grabbed her and kissed her or whatever, she seemed to like that. She and likes it while when anybody be, does that. While being That's embraced true. in the kiss, <laughs> she didn't say... I really like that, or I don't like that. No, she said that after she said that in an interview, she, and I feel like his drawl is going to get to her. She liked that he took charge and kissed her. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think she likes his looks. All right, well, we'll see. They haven't discussed that yet, but they should. Um, I think that they're better than you know most of the people on the show. So there's only so much you can do to compensate for looks. And I think right, Joe's a nice fair. guy; he's great. But Sean B. Sean B. doesn't have to do anything except take his shirt off. Yeah, Sean B. But I'm telling these guys are so shallow, though. There's not going to be any... She's going to get that out of her system through somebody. And then that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. I think. Unless you that, mean literally? Unless that person is Jared. When somebody shows up and does what we all know is going to happen. <laughs> Poor, oh, that. <laughs> Poor Nick. Like she's going to get something out of her system, and then, yeah, then gonna... we can all focus on love. Yeah, then as soon as we can all focus on love, then we'll be back together. Okay, so we have the, uh, we have the confrontation with, uh, with Clint at the uh, thing, because all, literally all the guys who are weasels... Man, snitches lay in ditches, fools. What are they doing? I mean, I understand this is a competition and all that other stuff, but like, come on. And I'm maybe I'm disappointed because I liked Clint's performance, but I think that has something to do with it. It is not cool, man. Not cool. But I mean, it's it's a tactical advantage. I would imagine to use whatever you got. Yeah, sure. I guess. Uh, I'll tell you what else is not cool is Caitlin bringing Clint right back in to face the accusers, which we. <laughs> That's exactly what Chris did. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Kelsey, uh, Ashley was just telling me that you're a big liar. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I think there's a difference between this, though, because I think she actually confronts people to their face right up in front of other people. Like, it doesn't matter. He doesn't, like, Chris would wait until that person was alone and say, that person that just left, they're bad. She will straight up go to Clint, I guess, like, in front of everybody. Like, you didn't even try to talk to me. That was weird. Mm-hmm. And I kind yeah. of, I, yeah, I don't want to yeah, say I applaud I, yeah, that I like because that. it's a dumb show, yeah. but I kind of think that that's a good way to be. And when yeah, she did bring Clint back in, she brought him in with her yes. to yeah. talk about it. So yeah. she's still somewhat like accountable or in the situation where both sets of eyes can look at her. She's not just like running to the next and running back again. Right. Like uh, that coward, drunken man we watched last season. There <laughs> goes Jeff, the big Caitlin apologist. I was All on Britt's that- side the whole time. I'm just joking. Until she started dating. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If Britt could hear you now. 
Oh, she's now she's with somebody. She doesn't care. <laughs> she got herself so full, whatever that is. <laughs> she's with a band, man. Oh, she's slowly. trying to build up her own little stable of reality show contestants. She's up. She's got one. A couple of us could apply, and then she'd have a yeah enough for an apartment, and exactly. then eventually you move it into a big house. It's, it's perfect. These are good plans. So we've got this, uh, you know, we've got this cliffhanger thing, guys. We've got another situation where here we go. The rose ceremony is going to be on the next day. I'm tired of it. Uh, we're going to have to be, you know, get ourselves back in the mindset, back in the mood. At least this time we've got a confrontation to look forward to between Clint and JJ. Got heated in a quick hurry. Yeah, 180. Yeah. I'm ready for that. I mean, is it going to be real or is it going to be, all right, man, this is where I'm going to be real pissed off at you. <laughs> It looks real to me. I don't know. I don't it know, did look pretty real, but then again, it seemed like the focus of that highlight or whatever you want to call it was Clint, who is clearly the better one at doing this. Yeah. They have, so he could be that good. They have the producers and editors on their side working their story. For sure. Totally. So they're going to get the best edit of their performance. But I could also see JJ, because he's got a huge ego and because he's actually legitimately trying to win this thing, I could see him getting upset and turning on Clint right away, right? Turncoat immediately. Yeah. And then I can see Clint being pissed off about it. I can't see Clint being pissed off about it because it seems like Clint doesn't care enough to be pissed off. Fair enough. So I feel like it would be Clint playing the part of, man, you turned on me, bro. It was me. Yeah, it was yeah, ride yeah. or die till the end. <laughs> right. <Yeah. or> die. <laughs> and then you cut and you left. <laughs> yeah. That's a good little speech. It's true. Man, got our own little Clint over there. That's right. <laughs> What about the turtles, man? <laughs> Remember the turtles? Remember the song the... I sang? Or didn't... <laughs> didn't it mean nothing? <laughs> we had each other's backs in the shower. Remember? <laughs> Is that they all kept talking look... about showers. I don't know why they kept talking about showers. <laughs> Is that all we have to look forward to? I guess Nick and, and Nick in a fight. Nick coming. Nick's showing up. Nick's coming. It's about time. It feels like it's about time It feels time Nick for time. Nick. Yeah. yeah. Feels we need like... like... I mean, if you've already got a guy who's just said out loud he's a villain, you need... A true villain. I'm going to show y'all what it's like. This is a real rat coming. Real bad dude. Should be fun. You could say that he's coming in the nick of the show. Oh! <laughs> Wish I knew a last name. I'd try something. Was it McFarland? You could say this. It's like uh, Vile? It's McFarland. <laughs> it's Nick Veal. Vile. You could say he's Mc, Mc He's Nick V, right? Yeah, but it stands for like vi- Veal. Villain. Vile. Yeah. He villain? literally is. It's, his name is Nick Villain. It's like pronounced Villan, though, I think. Villan. <laughs> Villan. His French is Villan. <laughs> shows up with an accent. Hello, I'm Nick Villan. Mm. No. He's like, we have a lot of footage of you, not with that accent. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I wish. I was Interesting. Never, when he filled out his application, it, it asked you on the application, have you ever applied for or been on, you know, if reality shows, yes, which ones? He's like, no, I've never been on reality show. <laughs> he has a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> A monocle. It's like when Homer goes up to the thing to try to be Mr. Burns. Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. All right, Mr. Burns, what's your first name? I don't know. <laughs> oh, bless it. Okay. Well, uh, cool. Well, I guess we'll um, we'll have to we'll reconvene next week. We've got a big week. Uh, hopefully, Mike will be back uh, from his assignment out on the field and. Uh, <laughs> We'll have plenty of uh, we'll plenty of, plenty of sweets and treats for you, Mike. Uh, until next time, guys. See you later. Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. Aloha. Aloha, Nikki.